All right. Welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach uh, podcast. Today, we're going to talk about uh, facing your fears. And as I go through the, the offseason, there's different topics that <clears throat> come to mind. And this is one of them. Uh, as we, we look forward to a new season, look forward to a second semester, there are certain decisions we're going to have to make that Maybe new decisions, new things we're trying to, to do, maybe a new scheme we're trying to run because we want to have a different outcome. Maybe it's new procedures in the weight room. Maybe it's a new way we're teaching our class. And sometimes that can that can cause a lot of fear uh, because we we don't know what the what the outcome is going to be, right? We don't know what's going to happen. It's not something that's predetermined, right? There can be different different outcomes to what uh, what is happening to what is going on and that can that can be scary right as we we think about hey i want to do something different than the last year i want to have a different outcome uh, make some better decisions we're talking about decision making i found something online today that i wanted to share i'll put a link in the description uh, really a, a good tool for decision making decision making uh, process seven steps to affect decision making because i think when you when you make the best decision possible uh, that you you really drive out fear that uh, when you know that your your process is good that it gives you some freedom uh, to take some chances take some risk and and let it and let it rip so some in, initial thoughts here yeah I, I think about fear right? i think fear fear can cripple it can be something that uh, when you're overly fearful of things uh, things that aren't real right that it can cripple people. Uh, the the fear of the unknown, uh, you know, saying we've always done it this way because, you know, we're afraid of trying something new, of going through a different process. And I I'm I'm one of those people that loves things that are traditional and time tested. But if you're not getting the results you want, then we need to try try something else. Try something new. Uh, look at maybe maybe you're looking at some some wisdom that's old, but it's, it's a different type of wisdom, something that gives you some new information, uh, that, that can help you. And then I think about how fear can be a motivational factor that when you're trying to overcome something, and when you're trying to, to push through that, uh, fear can, can motivate. And I, I think as I was reading in my, my daily readings today, that, you know, perfect love cast out, cast out fear that when we know that, that we are loved, right, that we can overcome things that are, that are hard, right? And maybe fear got us to that point first. Like, hey, what, I need to do something different, change this. And then now we're motivated to be able uh, to do something new, do something different, go down a different path, right? To be able to overcome <clears throat> maybe past failures uh, that, that, we, that we have had. And you know, overcoming that fear is liberating, right? I remember when I first become a became a head coach. Man, it was <laughs> that's that's scary stuff. You don't you don't know what you don't know. And I think most first time head coaches or guys that are newly head coaches, and I, I would even say this going through my first couple of years, is that you portray this aura of uh, invincibility because behind that man, we don't know, we don't know, right? That we're trying to, we're trying to blaze a new path that we don't have a map for. And 
uh, you're trying to figure out the best way to do to do things and try to be the best coach you can be, be the best teacher you can be and try to try to go forward go forward from there but once you overcome those fears right and those uncertainties i think uncertainty is another word for that right you're uncertain of things that uh, you know you can do it again and hey we can go and we can restart and we can start this process again with a different task right so maybe it's it's something different so maybe you were trying to overcome something on the offensive side of the football. Now you can, if you, you do that and it goes well for you, then you can do that with your defense and your special teams and your weight room. And you're trying to continually overcome challenges because challenges always present themselves. You know, it's, it's not one of those things where, Hey, we figured it out this one time and then we always have it figured out. No, that's, that's not how life works. It's not how football works. It's not how the classroom works that we have to continually try to overcome challenges that we have. So we're always looking for answers, right? We're looking for how do we meet challenges and not dwell on the challenge or, or even a failure that we have to learn how to move on, move forward, right? Today is a new day, one foot in front of the other. And let's go, let's go try to tackle the issue at hand, pun intended, right? Because this is a, because this is a football, football podcast, right? Just one step at a time just hey how do we how do we fix this and that's to me as a as a coach the longer i coach that is that is the mindset how do we fix this because if we dwell on the problem it becomes oh man it becomes an issue i i've been in those meetings before where all people want to talk about is a problem and when you do that you stop all progress when all you focus on is the problem there is no progress there's there isn't uh, i think identifying the problem is crucial in having a accurate description of the problem, right? Or the challenge, right? And identifying, Hey, how do I, like, how do I, what, like, what is this issue? You know, objectively, what is this? And then how do we, how do we fix it? How do we go forward? And going forward is, is it that's 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 what life's all about somebody once told me there's a reason there's not eyes in the back of your head they're on the front of your head right so you can go forward and you can't even see what's behind you now, do you know what you've been through sure but then you're going forward you're trying to go forward and blaze a a new path forward and you're trying to gain wisdom and i think that's one of those one of those tough things especially in today's world that there's an abundance of wisdom uh Oh my goodness, just get online for five minutes and Google whatever you're trying to research. I mean, as far as football, you can research whatever offense, defense, special teams, weight room program you want. Uh, and I think it makes it harder to make decisions these days. We have far more options than we've ever had. Uh, you know, we can we can look up a, a spread offense or a wing T offense or a pro style offense or a 3-4 defense or a 4-4 defense. And why are we doing that? Because we're trying to make our program better, right? We have identified some issue with the previous season, and then we're trying to make it better for the next season. I think as a coach, you can't just <laughs> – I don't know that you can just use the same plan every year. I, I don't think that works. I look at Nick Saban. He doesn't do that. I look at Bear Bryant. He didn't do that. Look at Bill Belichick, uh, constantly adapting to personnel, trying to make it the best he 
he can make it. Uh, I would imagine the phrase, we've always done it this way, is not in those organizations. They're trying to find the best way possible. Now, you have a, a bedrock of knowledge, right, that you're, you're drawing from, but you're, you're consistently trying to find a better way to do you know, what you're trying to do, offense, defense, special teams, program philosophy, all of those things. And, you know, for me, I look for things that are time-tested, things that uh, have stood the test of time. If it's something that's new, uh, I think new is okay, but, you know, it's kind of flat. It's flash. It's a flash in the pan. Uh, now, if it stays around for, and there's not even like a timetable uh, for me, but if it's something that, hey, that's been consistently proven to be effective, let's take a look at that. Let's, let's, let's say, let's evaluate this, right? Let's look at, hey, is this something that, that we can use uh, to try to make the best decision possible? And we'll get into the seven steps of effective uh, decision-making, but we're looking to try to make the best one, best one we can, because within our organization, we don't want any, any Monday morning quarterbacks. Now, is that going to happen outside your organization? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it happens all the time. That's why ESPN is in business. and Fox and, you know, any other sports channel or news channel. That's why they're in business because they're, they're critiquing the decision that was made. But within the organization, there, there needs to be an understanding of this is why we did this. And I think that it helps people to get on board, even when sometimes the result's not what you want, uh, because you can say, Hey, we made the best decision possible at the time. Now, do we go back through the steps of decision-making to try to make a, an even better decision next time? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's, that's exactly what you do. And, um, I think any, any good leader, any good organization is going to do something like that because you can't be afraid to change course if you need to. And I'm not saying lose all your philosophies or your ideals, but I think that if you need to make a change, let's do it. We need to, we need to go and attack and find out, Hey, how can I make a better decision next time? How do I go forward, right? Forward thinking. That's something this offseason I really have come to appreciate is forward thinking. How do I go forward? How do we make better decisions? How do we improve what we have and not make excuses? I mean, excuses, golly, that, those, are, those are impediments to progress uh, that we would just continue to go forward and acknowledge our uh, things that we've, that we've done wrong that we struggled with things that, Hey, we didn't do that well last year, but why, and how can we be better, <clears throat> be better at that? And that changes for every program. Every program is different. Uh, every program has its own challenges, uh, but know this, that somebody has taken our challenge, your challenge, my challenge, and been successful there. So that is something that, that really, uh, motivates me, especially in the off season. So let's look at these seven steps uh, to effective decision-making. I just Googled this, uh, UMass at Dartmouth, uh, put these out. I'll put a link in the description. These are really good. And uh, I sent this to a couple people uh, today and they, one of them I was talking to said, Hey, I really, I really like those. And, uh, we'll talk about them. So number one, uh, step one, identify the decision you realize that you need to make a decision, try to clearly define the nature of the, of the decision you must make uh, 
this first step is very important, right? So to clearly, clearly define the nature of the decision you must make. So we're looking at very specifically what kind of decision needs to be made here, right? Uh, and we have a specific issue we're trying to solve, right? So we have a specific, we're, try, we're looking for a specific solution to be able to do that. Number two, gather relevant information. Uh, talk to people who've, who've done something you want to do, right? Talk to people who have more wisdom at that specific, maybe for, for football, specific scheme, right? Specific uh, weight room program, specific uh, program philosophy, defense, to go talk to them. And then you're also will start to do some internal work. Hey, what do I think about that? Is that something that fits within my philosophy? And then you move on to step three, identify the alter alternatives. As you collect information, you will probably identify several possible paths of action. You can also use your imagination and additional information to construct new alternatives. In this step, you will list all possible and desirable alternatives. So let's say you're a first time head coach. Uh, this, is a, this is a time of year where people become head coaches or around this, this time. Right. And many for the first time. And you're trying to, to figure out, hey, what offense, what defense, uh, what's a, a program philosophy I'm looking for? Man, do do the research. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I'm going to take some time on this and then try to figure this out. And that, I think as a head coach, you do this pretty much every year. You're saying, hey, what are some things I need to change? What are some alternatives out there? What are, some, what are we what do we keep? And then we we go we continue to go through this process. Step four, we weigh the evidence. Draw on your information and emotions to imagine what it would be like if you carried out each of the alternatives to the end. So how does this play out? How do we think this will play out going, going forward? Evaluate whether the need identified in step one would be met or resolved through the use of each alternative. As you go through this difficult internal process, you'll begin to favor certain alternatives because we all have different takes, right? All of us are different, which is awesome. It makes life beautiful. Uh, those that seem to have a higher potential for reaching your goal, finally, place the alternatives in a priority order based upon your own value system because your program is going to be your program, right? If you're taking over a, a program, it is yours. They hired you for you. <laughs> so make decisions based upon the the values that you have and then you know try to see those to the end and then move on to step five so you choose among the alternatives once you have weighed all the evidence you are ready to select the alternative that seems to be the best one for you you may even choose a combination of alternatives your choice in step five may be may very likely be the same or similar to the alternative you placed at the top of your list at the end of step four so you weigh the evidence put your, okay, we like this, 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 and then you choose among the alternatives. And then step six is time. To, let's go. Let it rip. Take action. You're now ready to take some positive action by beginning to implement the alternative you chose in step five. And then after that, you review your, your decision and its consequences, right? And this final step, consider the results of your decision and evaluate whether or not it has resolved the need you identified in step one. If the decision has not met the identified need, you may want to repeat certain steps of the process to make a new decision. For example, you may want to gather more detailed or somewhat different information or explore additional alternatives. So yeah, I mean, we go through those, make the decision, and then at the end, we evaluate. Was that good? Do we want to 
just hit repeat on that decision or do we want to look for some alternatives and then we we go on and we we move through life and and we do that uh, man i just thank y'all for listening if you made it all the way to the end that's awesome and uh yeah it, it's awesome to to be able to do this and some people get wisdom from this that's 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 cool if you have any thoughts or comments uh please feel free to send me an email i'll put that in the description as well and uh man thank you all for listening